Well, at the end of the movie, he breaks into that one guy's apartment and just like off the phone, and Agent Smith was there. Oh yeah. yeah, I just took that as like they were trying to like quickly get him out. So it's like this is the closest I got. Do whatever. Uh, what? Is there still stuff in here? Yeah, there is, but you should get hungry for your microphone. <clears throat> Let's get this clan rally going. Uh, excuse me? glasses so like there's a condensation what you can be there's, breaking there's plastic ones if you want a plastic one <laughs> well no 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 like I have these glasses where like it's plastic and then like inside the cup there's like another plastic one. Oh. so that way like the sweat goes on the one not the other so like this yeah like that yeah but they're like more you know the small size glasses in the cabinet there. Not Catch it. Fascinating. They also have like a little tiger or like a sand dollar on it. It's <clears throat> my mic good, by the way. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, excuse me? Ready? Good? Okay. Justin. Yes. What is the plot of The Matrix Reloaded? Um, <clears throat> I think Neo showed up, and then he fought some agents, and then he flew away. Is it the plot of the? Is it the opening, or is it the whole movie that you're uh, describing? There? I can't remember where the opening. Because you ended, know, kind of. Neo's in there, and then there's a Chinese guy who makes keys and. Oh, yeah. Ghosts with dreadlocks. And then a French guy who, like, somehow survived, like, the formatting of the Matrix or whatever it was. 15,000 times or whatever. I thought it was, oh, is it 15,000 or was it? I thought it was six. Six or seven or something. Yeah. I think it's seven because there's six Neos. And, like, the first one didn't have one. That's all i got and then okay i didn't even get that much what <clears throat> i don't know grant help us out here what is the plot of this movie uh I, th- I mean i agree with justin it's like he fights people and flies away mostly but they're trying to find out this i don't know the, i guess the whole plot is they're trying to discover this one place in the matrix that if they can access it then they will be able to I guess free everybody who's attached to the matrix and kind of like end this war that they've been engaged in with the machines overnight. And really it turns out to be, you know, just part of this predetermined sequence of events or so we're led to believe where Neo is supposed to go to like the source of the matrix and either, 
I guess, rejoin it so everything gets reset again like the last six times? Or, you know, he leaves and Zion is destroyed. That's It gets really convoluted. Well, not and, only is Zion destroyed, it's destroyed for like the fifth time. Fifth or sixth time. Well, and then, yeah. no, if he returns willingly, I think the, the thing is that Zion will be destroyed except for like three or four people. So there are some, not three or four people, but enough people to start over. Right. And then if he chooses not to be cooperative, then it's destroyed completely. And it's like scorched earth and the machines will just slaughter everybody. So logically, then the machines assume that Neo will choose the only choice he has to make sure that his people survive, which he doesn't. Ooh. But it's implied they've done this before, which is, I think for this movie... Admittedly, the, the train is not stable on the tracks for most of it, but this is where it goes off the rails for me, where he has the, the conversation with Colonel Sanders there saying, we've created the Matrix so many times before, and you know you have to choose to rejoin us, and we'll absorb your knowledge of the glitch in the Matrix, and enough of your people will survive again, and then conveniently forget that they survived a machine attack. Like, Yeah. The, it's insane that... Their big reveal, like their M. Night Shyamalan twist, is that like, this has all happened before, like five times. Yeah. Okay, it, great. <laughs> Who the fuck is the Merovingian? Can we go back to that? Like, could you spend less time on this, you know, repeating time loop poor shit and more of like, this is a character? There were characters in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> French guy. Oh, yeah. French guy with his French restaurant. Guy. And then Dread people and then for some reason like he his girlfriend hates him or something. right <laughs> but is like the girlfriend just a human or is she part of the matrix it's like that's never really brought up or anything around the frenchman i think they're both exiled programs but they have a bad marriage apparently <laughs> yeah, yeah it that doesn't really make a lot of sense there. But. It makes no sense at all, but it's it's there, and that's what this movie, this is why this movie's crazy. Because it has stuff like, there's a, a French program with a restaurant who makes orgasm cake. That's like his little <laughs> game he plays. And then also has a wife who hates him who's also a computer program, so they, they have a really bad marriage, so they try and fuck with each other's plans. Like, wow. But... Hasn't, like, this Merovingian guy been through the Matrix, like, several times, so he knows, like, what's up with Neo and that right, like old I, prophecy? Like, I think that if he's been around for as long as he's supposed to have been around, he would have recognized, I guess, the, whatever Neo is, the anomaly. I mean, yeah, it's not, like, it's, we're led to believe everything's happened before exactly as this but he doesn't recognize Neo or like maybe he recognized Neo the time before and he tries to fuck with him in a different way now. Like I feel like we would have heard that in like a side conversation he was having or when he got all angry and did he actually like die or did he just storm off angrily after Neo like punched some people and flew away? Oh, he, he just stormed die? off angrily. Yeah, I think That's... he just he just left left his guards there to fight Neo in the the double stairs fight there. And... Well, no, he didn't leave. I remember at the end of the scene like doesn't he run away? He just like walks away, like humph, and like walked away. Yeah. Well, he but like I was after all his men were dead, and he was like, "Bye, I have other stuff to do." Yeah, because he closes the door, and then right. Neo opens it, and it's like a completely different place. Like it's a Himalayan mountains monastery or something. 
Yeah, he flies yeah. from Tibet, you know, all the way yeah, to New York City or wherever. But they never really they, talk about why the Merovingian is holding this keymaker guy hostage in the first place. Like, what is the point? There, like, but there, the, like this concept of doors, which is apparently very fundamental to the Matrix, is only introduced now. And well, it's just like, think, oh, that Chinese guy over there makes the keys. I think it's really sort of a... Uh, it, it's because the movie, like, we, when the first movie came out, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a hit or not. So it really, you know... You cut off, you know, most things at the end of that movie, but you leave, like, a little bit of thread, like, the whole prophecy thing. But, like, it can be, still be a standalone movie. But they're like, oh, we got a bunch of money from this. Now we need to, like, figure out some bullshit. Because if they, like, introduce Doors and Keymaker in the first movie, it would right. be too fucking weird, like this fucking movie. Or it would have more likely just sucked, and, like, no one would have gone to see it. Cause... So you're saying that their budget this time was high enough to pay for Doors. Well, no, I'm saying the story in the first movie was supposed to be standalone, actiony, like big hit I, I get sort what you're of saying. thing. They add something to the sequel. Well, like then they just go off the rails in the sequel because they're like, "Oh, we're a sci-fi right. movie. Let's just do the weird thing." Because they start making up weird shit that I'm. It was just like a thing that was they used once, like okay, whatever. But it's it's so fundamental to the way this movie plays out. Like I can't believe that this was not mentioned before. Like I understand the real world considerations, but yeah, from a screenwriting perspective, like. It's like introducing the Force in, after the first Star Wars movie. Like, the whole first movie has no Force stuff in it. It's like you're dumping a lot on people. Well, if it was something better than, like, an old Asian man, like... Who runs away through utility corridors. Yeah, like, that would have been actually, like, maybe something cool that would have benefited the first movie. Like, you know, the Force does in Star Wars, but instead we have janitor Asian man... He does have the janitor key ring, you're right. It's like eight <laughs> it's of under, them. It's understandable, though, that they would kind of write that whole concept in there because in the first movie, even though he is the one by the end, we really don't know that much about how the Matrix works other than what Morpheus explains and what we see on screen, which is basically a you know representation of the world we live in. So now that Neo's had time... And he's begun to master his abilities. I think it makes more sense that they would kind of up the stakes and up the, the description of the Matrix and what you can do with it in this film, which I think it's the basic pressure that they were under because it's a sequel. You always have to do everything better and more intricate for a sequel. And usually it doesn't work out, just like it did in this movie. <laughs> I guess it, I, it's just a... Kind of comes out of left field the first time you watch the movie. I think it's a neat concept. It's, I think, yeah, you're right. If they had like given it like a small mention in the first movie, it might have made sense as like a piece to keep people interested. But it didn't bother me so much because I think it is a cool concept, and especially the fight they're having with uh, Smith in between all the doors. It felt like a Scooby Doo scene. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it me, was, but... that was kind of funny, but also the the actual fight choreography itself was pretty good in that scene. I do like that about this movie. Um, most of the fights were good, except the one with Agent Smith when he like when there's like three hundred of him and yeah. it's all CGI. Yeah, I, I I think the CGI in this movie is absolutely fucking horrendous, and that's Whoa. yeah, like. It just seemed like in this movie they just went overboard, like, oh, bullet time was really cool in our movie. 
And admittedly, it was in the first movie, and it started a whole bullet time thing in, like, movies. But then this movie is almost a parody of the first movie with bullet time with, like, the amount of, like, slowdowns, either long or short, that they do, I feel like. Yeah, I agree with you that they went overboard on it, but also the effects themselves, they don't look great at all. No. like They look it, horrible. Like, from the first movie, when, like, they had the wave on the building, I thought that looked a little cheesy. You liked it, I think. But... Like, when Neo was, like, taking off and shit in this movie, and, like, there was, like, a ring of cars behind him, like, just all that CGI. Yeah. But just, like, it It was just didn't add, or just it was so poor, it sort of distracted me. The worst CGI in this movie both involve him flying, and it's when he flies in at the end of the chase scene on the highway and rescues Morpheus and Trinity, and they fly away from the explosion. It looks so fake. Oh, it just, you know, that was a really cool sequence. And I think that just ruined it. And then that, also at the end of the movie where the building is exploding and he has to fly out between all the servers and stuff. He looks like it looks like video game graphics from 1999 for like, well, I mean, this a, was a, 2003. But. Yeah, but look at the first movie and how good the the visual effects were and then compared to this movie i was like okay which one was made before which uh, wait, wait a minute whoa okay this was after two towers though yeah that's so there's no excuse yeah there's no excuse anymore yeah but i guess they'd like one because it's fucking bad well have, two have... towers was a little different because you had orcs and stuff yeah that, you know, that's not really a human analog face, but whenever you try and CGI people, unless you spend, like, the majority of your budget, well over the majority of your budget, on, like, CG faces, it's going to look bad. I mean, it looks fine in Lord of the Rings. For for what? For, you know, not all of the people, the humans in that fight at Helm's Deep are real, right? Like Yeah, but are... they aren't, like... Are you talking the the wide shots when it's like the whole army or like when it's like close up on like... The composite shots. Like the wide shots that they use to have the Neo versus 500 Agent Smith fight. Like Yeah, but the thing about Lord of the Rings is it has a bit more like, I don't know, like kind of grit in those fights rather than like these movies. It's like very clean and like there's never a scratch on Neo's face and it just makes it... They're like, they take that to interpret like, oh, he should look like, you know, Solid Snake from like, you know, the first Metal Gear game. Like the, all the pixel face because it's so smooth. What? No, I'm just saying you can hide like bad CG behind dirt in two towers versus this. It's like everything's clean and like pristine. I, I just don't think that there's really an excuse for it being as bad as it is in that period of time. Right. Yeah. Well, especially all things being equal between the first and the second movie. I mean, it's really the same setting and locations pretty much in both movies. Yet, the vast majority of the visual effects, CGI, looks really great in the first one. And then this one, it's like they dropped the ball, especially in the, in like the biggest scenes where you think they would have spent the most money to make sure it looked absolutely perfect in it. But right. from the first Matrix, like, how many big scenes were there with, like, explosions or helicopters? Like, big CG scenes. Like, there was when the helicopter exploded on the building. Oh, there's the there's the, the lobby scene. There's the fire coming out of in, in the lobby, the explosion. Oh, yeah. There's that. There's the helicopter scene. And 
I think those are really the only two so big spent, sequences. With well, yeah, like, then they spent all their money on, you know, right. explosions. Whereas this movie went into, like, human fights, which, I don't know, I guess people just suck at choreographing that. Mm. I just think there was a lot more action in this movie, so, like, they spread out their budget over, like, more scenes and got shit quality in all those scenes, but had yeah, more of them, whereas you had just a couple in the first one. Well, it, I mean, it's puzzling to me... Is it the the practical effects in this movie and the choreography? I think are still really good. Especially my favorite scene in the movie is it's kind of at that long the start of that long highway chase sequence, and it's where Neo's fighting the Merovingians guys inside of his his mansion or whatever, and they're just they're jumping all over the place and pulling the weapons off the walls and fighting each other with them. And, and you know, of course, he kills all of them. But I thought. That looked really good because the CGI wasn't over the top. I think they were just using it to do the the jumping effects. And the choreography was really good. When you get to the things like the ghost guys and the stuff on the highway that's not practical, like the agent jumping on the hood of the car and shit like that, where he looks like a blob. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, that's well, no. the stuff that shuts it down for me. It's <laughs> When you say that, i just thinking back. There were, like... It actually looks like he, like, sways and moves like a blob. Yeah. Like, not the, like, fast, you know, bullet reaction that he normally and, has. You know, it's so disappointing, though, when you watch that scene and, and you see, like, this intense battle that they're having with the ghost guys and things like that. And it's like, oh, shit, what could make this more exciting? Oh, the agents are now in the police car, and you see the guy get out of the thing, and he's stepping on the hood of the car while it's moving up. And you're thinking, wow, this is going to be fucking awesome. What is he going to do? And then it's like... Or a blob on the hood of the car, and it's like, what just happened? I know somebody stole seven bucks from me. That's <laughs> Let's, I'm gonna ask you something to follow up, Grant. From before, you said that the the highway chase scene wasn't ruined. Like it, you said, what ruined it was Neo's rescue at the end. You, you yeah. didn't think that the the dreadlocks twins and didn't ruin it for you before that? Well, because I, I mean, they were in other parts of the movie, so I can't say that it was them specifically that ruined it. But yeah, I mean, they're definitely a part of that because the ghost effect for those guys looks really cheesy. It's just, it looks it's bad. It's horrible. And I would have preferred them not to have that ghost ability at all and to just be fighting straight because I think when they're not ghosts, they have actually pretty cool fights. I mean, where they're fighting Morpheus and uh, Trinity in the parking lot with um, oh, the Barber Blade. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was pretty cool minus where they change into ghosts randomly and stuff and heal themselves. I mean... Why not? Just why not? <laughs> they have cheat codes to the Matrix. Obviously. I mean, they they've been the there trainer. so long. They've got, yeah. they've got the game shark. Yeah, the game shark. <laughs> <laughs> they hooked it into the, the, the console. And, and then they plugged their cartridges right, on top right. of it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the thing that like goes in before you put the thing on the back yeah. of your neck? Yep. The game shark thing. Yeah. <laughs> game shark was pretty good. It was playing Goldeneye with that. It's great. You didn't have to actually do any of the stupid achievements to get the stuff. Uh, I got all the um, cheat codes in that, or the like achievement things, whatever they were called. Just on your own. Except for one, which was like when you had to like go downstairs and get. Natalia out of something. Oh, well, um, you don't win then. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, congratulations on that because it was a big I could never get close to doing that. It was a big achievement of like my 
how old was I when that game came out? Like nine, ten. Somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, that was like the highlight of one of those years. Wow. I had a pretty sad childhood. Class. That's sad. <laughs> it's pretty low. Well, you you read about in that game, like, oh shit, there's all these hidden levels and stuff, and it's like you have to beat everything on Double O Agent. It's like I can't do that. So there's you know, too much. I'm extra never shit gonna to get do. to the Moonraker base if I don't cheat. <clears throat> Casual. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to this. Back to things with bad graphics, right? <laughs> Let's talk about the Matrix Reloaded. <clears throat> Where were we before we got really lost? The uh, highway chase scene, talking about the ghost oh, yeah. guys. <clears throat> yeah, the ghost guys suck when they're ghosts. When they're people, they're okay. They can live. I, I didn't really like them. Though I mean, they had like some cool fight scenes, but like... I don't know, just the whole, like, thing where he, like, stuck his arm through the door and got shot, and it's like, pew, pew, pew. It's like, I feel like he should have shown, like, something there to be, like, like, ah, my arm. Yeah. Because, like, it just seems like, okay, well, they're, like, you know, unbeatable, so whatever. It's, yeah, that's what I don't like about it, is that they just turn into their ghost mode, and it's like, whoop, you know, they heal, <laughs> and they use the game shark cheat and all that, and then they get their They don't even shot. die at the end. Don't they? They just they fly out yeah. of the explosion in their ghost mode. Oh. I thought they like the the fire consumed them in that though. Did it? I don't I didn't really see the did fire. They, did they come back in the next movie? I honestly don't remember. I don't think they came back in the the third one. Did they? But the Merovingian wasn't I don't think dead. So. so Yeah, so maybe I mean he re I don't know, programmed them or resurrected them or something or Made new ones. I know. Copied from a floppy disk. Right. He had a backup. But that, that's, <clears throat> you'd think though, I, I really wish that that scene had turned out differently because they, they just dropped the ball and they built that whole highway to do that scene. And yeah. They just ruined it with bad CGI. It's like all the other stuff in that scene was really good. Like Morpheus fighting the agent on top of the truck. That was pretty cool because it was all practical and he's like hanging off the truck and almost getting crushed between cars and stuff. That mm-hmm. was neat. And him uh, using the, the samurai sword and cutting the wheels of the car, like that was pretty cool. It didn't look very like bad CGI <clears throat> on that in that part. The truck collision was pretty good too. Yeah. The truck collision was awesome. I like that. Yeah. But I think they really did that with real trucks, so that's probably why. Once again, yeah. the man in the suit. It's always better, right? Sometimes. No, it's a, I always like it better, even in the old Godzilla movies where it's like the guy in the suit. It's just Oh <laughs> yeah. It's it's great seeing like um behind the scenes shots of the guy with like just like the bottom on or something like that. <laughs> He's like smoking or something yeah. <laughs> between scenes. Just like getting his script rewrites or whatever. Alright, you crush this, you know, Asian model thing. Is that oh okay big big smash here yeah big smash for very you. good yeah and then takes another drag jeez huh got some yellow face on today <laughs> hey I wasn't the one bringing up like the Tommy Lee Jones like Boss Coffee commercials in the you know, uh, last time I I know I showed you to that <laughs> afterwards you what do you think of those uh, they were hilarious. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think he's a genius for making so much money off doing stuff like that. I, like, I particularly love the one where uh, they're ticketing his car, and he comes out and like he's like ten feet away from them, and then just like decides to teleport the ten feet, <laughs> <laughs> or uses his eye lasers. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, the substitute teacher one with the eye lasers zapping the eraser. <laughs> like throwing the chalk to the kid's hair. Yeah. Or that was the my last favorite. one where he decides to come back to Earth just for one more boss coffee <laughs> with his alien companions. Yeah, that was like for some reason dressed up like some like Japanese showgirl or something. Like, Did she have like bunny ears or some? I don't remember. It was... Yeah, some goofy like kabuki or something. I don't know. Uh, it was geisha. I, is that even is that even Japanese? Yeah, geisha and kabuki okay. Japanese. Just wanted to make sure I wasn't you know messing up the cultural illusions or anything. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you're good. If anyone wants to know, I should. That's why I asked. And Yellow that. face, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Anyway, a cool Asian character in The Matrix Reloaded is that Seraph guy. He was yeah. actually pretty cool. I liked I still don't understand him. what really his the point of his character is. I mean, as far as, like, fight scenes and, like, you know, just looking cool, I can understand with that. But he was just there to, like, test Neo to see if he was really the one to tell him about doors. Yeah, and I think he had the ability to... to move freely in in and out of those doors so he could take neo to where he needed to go because i guess he has some like special dispensation from the oracle since like he's kind of her major domo or whatever so why doesn't that seraph guy just you know shuttle people around the matrix like as like an agent is chasing them he's like all right opening the door like i think like that as a leftover program he probably doesn't do that because he doesn't want to attract the attention of the system so the agents coming after him yeah i suppose <clears throat> seems like that all the program the exiled programs seem to be concerned about messing with the system except some guy who builds like a luxurious you know art museum on top of like the french alps but is He's that fine. is that really messing with the system though i mean it's like it's his thing, but is it really making people rebel against the Matrix? I think as long as you're not doing that, you can do anything in there. Actually, that could make sense in the point in the story. Like, maybe I'm giving them too much credit. But, like, so he only, like, appeals to, you know, the rich and powerful in the society. So, like, you don't get these, you know, you know low-life people who, like, want to rebel and get out of the Matrix sort of thing. Because yeah. all the, the rich people are, you know, they're okay with what they're like in the Matrix. Right. And, you know, the Matrix being a really great criticism of our society, it's like you think all the poor people in in the Matrix probably think that they are destined to be <coughs> rich people inside the Matrix, you know, one day. Or maybe that's just like the American dream. I don't know if it's... Well, I mean, yeah, it's a critique yeah. of the American dream, or if that's... I'm certain that's what they're they were going for. You're way too much for. fucking credit there. Yeah, well, I mean, in the first movie, I think it's it's a legit uh, prop to them to say that, but in this one, I think... This one ruined that whole narrative for me, because 
at the end of the last movie, it's like, oh, you have free will and you can do whatever you want. In this movie, it's like, oh, wait, actually you don't because your free will is actually part of this larger predetermined program that we created. So thanks for playing. Right. All of your free will <laughs> actions yeah. are, are predetermined. <laughs> yep. So use your free will. Right. And Colonel Sanders tells him that. Is that the Norm MacDonald Colonel Sanders or the other one? This is uh, more old than Norm MacDonald. <laughs> I think it's this is the more old one. No, nor, it's not Norm MacDonald. I know that, but it doesn't even look like the Daryl Hammond Colonel Sanders. I'm saying as far as his attitude goes, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's not like Colonel Sanders. The he guy. doesn't give him chicken in a bucket with a lemon <clears throat> or anything. So. But he's in charge. He's got the pressure cooker chicken locked down. <laughs> Don't fuck with him. He'll kill you. Wow. I don't want to fuck with Colonel Sanders. Apparently not. It's just he seems like he's a hardcore guy. And the oh. architect seems like he's a hardcore guy, too. He has to get the, the exposition out. Has to keep going through the pages of the script and spewing dialogue to continue the story. But he's supposed to be like a super advanced program, and you won't understand what <laughs> he's going on about. But he delivers that dialogue at a pretty good clip. The guy who played the architect pretty talented dude to be able to deliver that like a robot since i guess the architect is supposed to represent like total logic or something oh. as opposed to the oracle that's what they say in the third movie oh i know we're not there yet but yeah i, I honestly can't remember how the third movie like even went outside of like the giant um aliens robot in zion yeah with the machine guns and the old guy screaming. Oh, yeah. I can't forget him. Yeah. Also, thing about this movie that sucked was that they ripped off the, the, the dodgy plot element that we talked about from the first movie where her kiss, like, brings him back to life. Well, they, they rip even that off by he, like, shoves his hand inside of her body and, like, makes her heart start beating again. Yeah, massages her <laughs> heart. Uh... I think it's more incredible than that. He just reaches in and scoops a bullet out. And for some reason that, like, hurt her, like, made her wince. Yeah. But then he just pulls a bullet out in the Matrix, and it's like, oh, no, never mind. Just kidding. You didn't get shot in the stomach. Still have an open wound, but In her body in the real world is like, okay. Great. Oh, the body in the real world just, like, like the blood goes, like, back into her lip, and it's like, okay. All right, good. (laughs) Good to know I wasn't harmed. (laughs) Yeah, it just goes back to that whole, like, the mind hurting the body in the real world to make it believe it's hurt or something from the first movie that we couldn't understand. It it just doesn't make sense in this movie. I believe the the expression, man, now you stretching, (laughs) is applied. Man, you stretching. Yeah. Is that an inference I'm not aware of? It's one you were aware of at one point in time, yeah. All right. Yeah. Apparently, you forgot. Oh. Okay. I'm not sure I ever saw that one, but all right. But, as we were saying about the wonderful quality of The Matrix Reloaded, you just can't beat it. What's the worst scene in this movie? The dance scene in the cave. <laughs> 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 the fucking orgy. Oh, I almost forgot about that. 
my god, yeah. that scene is so oh. fucking. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. Thanks for bringing that up. God, that sucked. <laughs> Morpheus giving his big speech in the fire caves yeah. for some reason, and everybody's dressed like there's some kind of like Hawaiian islander, <laughs> and they have a, a giant EDM festival. What? Okay, the thing I don't get about that, yeah, is that is that they've got all this sophisticated stuff like geothermal technology that keeps the city running. It's like apparently they can't knit. <laughs> It's like they're all wearing like old towels and rags. <laughs> it's just like sort of the whole setup of Zion and like what they wear. It looks like some of the clothes that they wear on like the, in the Imperial Senate and like the prequels. Oh, like the like the dumb uh, like tunics and stuff. Yeah, like, just yeah. like all that stuff. But, like, it just seems like they'd be really, like, oh, we're living underground. We're, like, scraping by. They should be wearing, like, you know, whatever they can find. Like, you know, just the the tank tops and, like, <laughs> jeans with holes in them. Like, why would they... If they're just scraping by, why do they, like, have people actually making clothes when they need to, like, fight this war against the machines? And the fact that their ruling council, you know, just... The way they look and are portrayed, you know, you you almost think that they're going to start like sentencing General Zod and the other Kryptonian criminals to the Phantom Zone. That's like completely what it looked like to me. It's I didn't get that at all. Like I don't even get why there was a ruling council. Yeah, I thought it would just be because they're under such pressure all the time that it would just be ruled like by military jurisdiction or whatever. That there's like a militia. But apparently, democracy has survived underground. Yeah, Republican form of government. Yeah, for what, like several hundred years? I forget how long the time that they. A couple hundred, I think, or something like that. Well, Well, it it had to been a generation, maybe or two, because there were only a few kids there that actually didn't have the plugs. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the year three thousand or anything. Well, the the old guy. Well, I'm I'm talking just about the time when. They started the Matrix and people went to Zion. But anyway, sorry. Well, the old guy, the council guy, he's down there talking to Neo or whoever. Like, doesn't he say like, "Oh, we don't even remember how these these generators work anymore and stuff." And so they've been there a while, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Because I guess they they still have like people coming in from once they've unplugged. Yeah. Nobody left an instruction book for the generator. I guess not. Well, anyway, Zion is stupid. Zion is stupid, and so is the dumb orgy scene. Like, what? (laughs) I just kind of forgot how quickly Zion came into this movie. So, like, I actually had a hard time trying to just, like, sit through it and, like, not get distracted by, like, making dinner or going to the store or something like that. Because it's boring. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But they have that Charlie Brown with the football moment at the beginning where there's Zion control. And it looks all neat. Oh yeah, yeah. And Star Trekky, and then it turns out that they're sitting in a shitty conference room in some dentist chairs. Yeah, maybe they were like trying to like just pull your heartstrings, saying like, "Oh, it'll be awesome! Look, they're in Zion, super advanced." No, that's exactly what they were doing. And I fell for it when I first saw the movie, and I was like, "Wow, it's gonna be great!" Oh wait, no, this sucks. So were those guys like in the Matrix? They were in like apparently a World of Warcraft private server for the Matrix. Okay. Just hanging out by themselves in their custom little traffic control program. All right. 
I get that. I guess that's what I thought they were trying to say. I guess it's their version of the dojo. Right. They can load up their own emulator. Gotcha. For mundane tasks like opening giant doors. That's right. <laughs> Pressing two buttons. Or no, to be fair, four. Want open and close for both doors. You know what, though? If they were really serious about their security, what because the whole thing is inside of like a giant cave, right? Mm-hmm. What they really would have done is built um, like a, st- a layer of solid steel or something well, up around that cavern it, so that it would be hard to for the machines the to machine get in. The machines still would have been able to get through there because there was like one part of the movie like, oh, they hit like a bunch of iron ore or like... They'll slow them down, but, you know, they'll still get through, so... Yeah. Why don't they throw their bombs, like, little shot puts for some yes. reason instead of just, like, launching it like a normal fucking missile or something rather than <laughs> spider babies being thrown at ships and whatnot? Because insects. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty Actually, be- before you brought up the orgy scene, I was going to say worst scene in the movie was definitely the... Uh, Agent Smith Neo fight where he's like mm. fighting them all of them in the the basketball court I think <laughs> yeah because it started out really like because there he was fighting like four of him or something right so it was all practical in the beginning and then it just went so downhill so quickly when all the Agent Smiths come in and they look like blobs again <laughs> when so, the doors open <laughs> yeah and they're all like running yeah. and they don't they have like. 1998 uh you know quake graphics and stuff and <laughs> yeah i when I, mean, I started watching this again i remember how bad the scene looked but it doesn't happen right away so like i got to the scene i'm like huh maybe i just shit on the scene too much last time i watched it and then like it got past the point where he was you know fighting four or five and they all start to roll i'm like oh right Here we go. I forgot. (laughs) And the part where he sticks the pole down and is running around the pole, kicking all of them. Oh, God. My God, that looks so bad. Yeah. I can't even imagine what they were thinking when. Did they think this was great when they saw the first cut? Like, yeah, we nailed it. Or were they more like, holy shit? I bet the executives saw it and they said, oh, this is great. Good quality work. And then the Wachowskis are like, okay, I guess it's good enough. Or that, or they may have been like pressured to be like, hey, we need to get two movies out this year so we can, you know, deliver money to the shareholders. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In the end, that's what it always comes down to sooner or later. Yep, unfortunately. So you're saying that probably they had to skimp on their, their CGI or tone it down, reduce the effect. So well, that, I think it was more a fact probably of, oh, it looks good enough type thing. It's like, yeah. oh, it looks good enough. Uh, whatever. Let's just pass it along. Don't get past the executives. Yeah. It's just... Or make money on the next movie, which... When, when, yeah. But like when Clark said, when you're in an, an environment where you've had stuff like Two Towers and what were we talking? Return of the King and, uh, you know, the... the two Star Wars prequel movies at that point, all of which had pretty good CGI. I'm going to say that. Even Attack of the Clones, I think most of the CGI in there is is either passable or actually pretty good. So I guess when you're in that lineup of competitors, you can't really afford to do that and not let people down. And yet they let them down. That's right. Badly. I guess that was a miscalculation. 
Yeah, I mean, whatever. I'd still say Jurassic Park has better CGI than this, and like a 10, 12-year gap. So. But, I mean, the dinosaurs looked a little fake at times in that movie. Yeah, the raptors. But, like, the effects that were, like, really cool is, like, when there was, like, an actual, like, model T-Rex mouth, like, chomping at the glass with the kids. Or, uh, you know, the the one I always liked was where he's got her mouth covered, and it's right there, and it it's sniffing them, and it blows oh. with the gust from its nose. It blows his hat off, like... That's practical and it looked awesome. Yeah, and yeah. scary. See, better makes you feel tension and interest in the story. I liked when Dennis Leary got like his head chopped off or cut off or chopped off rather in the his little outhouse or whatever. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. <laughs> Wait, am <laughs> I thinking wrong? So... Why, why did I say Dennis Leary? Um, why did you say Dennis Leary? The, the lawyer guy gets his head bitten off in the toilet, right? No, it's the programmer guy. Oh, Dennis, Dennis Nedry. 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 In the car. Yes. Yeah, in the car. I know it was a Dennis. Yes. Yeah, he New- gets Newman. killed in the car. Newman gets killed. He gets it, killed. Was a, it was a car? I thought he was like was in the, the porta potty. No, Donald Gennaro, the lawyer, gets killed in the toilet. Mm. The fat guy gets killed in the Jeep trying to like winch it up after he crashes. When he drives into the the dock oh, sign, yeah, he yeah. goes the wrong way. Raptors get him. Dilophosaurus spits the acid stuff in his face and blinds him, and then eats him in the the jeep. It's been too long since I've seen Jurassic Park. Is that sci-fi? Yeah, yeah. They take Absolutely. they drill into amber to get bug guts full of dinosaur DNA, and then the fucking sweaty guy in the mine wipes his forehead, and magically they have a dinosaur embryo. Yeah, that's science fiction. That's about as sci-fi as it yeah. gets. <laughs> Giant leaps of technology <laughs> and logic. Yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> Using 3D, like, But I think you guys already gloves. did uh, the new one, right? You yeah. did something on the new one. Yeah, we did. Because so I hadn't seen be... that yet. You haven't seen it still? No. Well, I mean, it's, like, out of theaters now. I don't go to see a lot of movies. Oh, it's actually, it's out now. You can buy it on Blu-ray, so I'm sure you can rent it or download it. Yes, download it from legal sources. That's right. The iTunes store. Or, or Amazon Prime, or or whatever else. studio makes its own app or something. I don't know. Absolutely, but rest assured, it will be paid. Good job, Justin. Hmm. Just saying, good job. Thanks. You know, who else did a good job was the special effects team on the Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> they did a great job. The, the, well, if you count special effects, is the huge umbrella category, and then. Right? Would would the choreography be under that? No. I think choreography goes by itself. Yeah. I give choreography in this movie an A. Oh, I think the choreography is great, but... Special effects, I give like a C minus, D plus. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the choreography is in service of a convoluted story and like childish special effects. So yeah. it's good choreography, but it's kind of wasted. Because it serves dumb shit like Neo throwing a broom in the ground and spin kicking people in the face. Is it a fucking broom? I don't remember what it is. <laughs> it was the top of the swing set. No, it was just a random pole sticking out of the ground. It may have been part of the swing set that like actually went into the cement. You know what? It would have been awesome in that scene instead of fighting like a hundred Agent Smiths or whatever. If like they had actually fought on the the playground set or whatever. Like so, he's like in the thing and has to slide down the slide really quick and. Just, <laughs> 
like jump through the the swings or whatever. I think that They're goes to going, like it'd be like Kirk fighting Soren in uh, Generations, <laughs> hanging from the monkey bars, one handed and fighting. In exactly. The middle. <laughs> that would have been cool. It would have been better than the scene we got. It was much more interesting than the scene we got. <laughs> that would have been yeah. like a Jar Jar moment in this movie, just like completely out of place. Really? Like Neo blocking Agent Smith with the rings repeatedly, like the hanging rings? Yeah. Or like I'm trying to think of another playground trick he can do. Like, you know, he's on like one of those little bridges and he's like swinging it back and forth and Smith loses his balance. <laughs> he can launch him really high with the seesaw. Yeah, or spin him really <laughs> quick in the tire swing. Or the, the little spinny thing. <laughs> or beat him in tic-tac-toe on those big block things. Hit him in the face with a tether ball. That's yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Or, you know, the other thing is just, I don't, apparently Neo can do anything in the Matrix. I mean, if he can, that just begs the question why he doesn't end things in different ways in this movie. Like, you know, all these Smiths coming at him, and he, why does he fight them? Why didn't he just, like, open up a hole in the Matrix so a bunch of, like, killer bees come out? <laughs> You know, like fucking sting all the Agent Smiths to death. They could take care of that. Um, yeah, why doesn't Neo have I don't think like, he has like yeah. those sort of like powers, really. I mean, I feel like he's more like a. He's pulling bullets out of people. He's flying around. But that's like to his like, immediate area. It's not like he can like open up a like exact Agent Size Smith <laughs> hole in the ground for him to drop in. Like. Yeah, but if Neo is in complete control of the Matrix and he is the one, like, why isn't he riding a war elephant around all the time? Yeah, that's right. I'm just saying, if he's playing GTA with the cheats, like, why isn't he, you know, riding around in the cool car with the rocket launcher? Like, what's going on? I don't think he has control over that sort of thing because, like, if he had full control over the Matrix, he'd just be able to teleport from, you know, French Alps or wherever to New York. Rather than like fly, but at the end of the movie when he's flying so quickly to save Trinity, doesn't it make it like he's moving faster than the speed of light or something, or at the speed of light, just because of the way he's moving? So if yeah. he can do that, I mean, the the killer bees are not improbable in my opinion. Maybe a Tommy gun made of bees. <laughs> See, I don't think that's very believable. All right, that's, that's like no. who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Not buying it? No, I mean, like, if, like, a person was made out of bees, like, I could understand that, because it's, like, organic matter. Not the bees! Not the bees! Nicolas Cage. And what was that? Uh, The Wicker Man, right? His remake the of The remake of The Wicker the Man. Bees. Oh, okay. The one without Christopher Lee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just remember there was this bee movie I saw <clears> as a kid one time, and it was about killer bees, and there was, like, this warning at the end about, like, Mexican killer bees coming to the U.S. and killing us all. It was probably on Sci-Fi Channel. It was probably a Sci-Fi Channel original movie. Yeah. Like, all the classic ones, like Mansquito and uh, Skeeter. Remember that one? Yeah, with the giant mosquitoes. I remember Mansquito. Ice spiders. Rock Monster. I remember Rock Monster. Rock Chupacabra, Monster's Dark Seas. Remember that? Oh, can't forget <laughs> Chupacabra, Dark Seas. Eh? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Gus from Breaking Bad is, is yeah. the scientist guy in that, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I think that was before he landed the uh, the Gus role. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he still had hair. Not an angry old man. Well, I mean, or did he, he still look like that? 
he looked pretty Gus like, but you could tell he was just paying his apartment bills and everything until he could get a real job <laughs> working on, you know, like Breaking Bad. Yeah. Because the movie's horrible. Well, I figured if it's like. Gimli's in it, too. I think my favorite is the Atomic Twister. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. You're more well versed on shitty sci fi original movies. Yeah. It's or a, it's Sifi a, or whatever it is now. It's like a. F-25 tornado, the strongest one ever created on Earth by God's mighty hand, speeding towards the world's biggest and least well-maintained nuclear power plant. Oh, no, nuclear tornado. Is that like the origin of the Sharknado movies? Possibly. Okay. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Or uh, Mammoth. Remember that one where the giant mammoth gets defrosted and gets loose in the city? Or <laughs> How is that like... A real threat, or is it just like... Because the mammoth is, is, he's incredibly powerful, and he's belligerent, and just goes around stomping on people and using his big tusks. I feel like if we got loose in the city, the police officers would just come with shotguns, and like... I don't know how the mammoth was immune to all that stuff, I just remember that there was a movie called Mammoth about the mammoth rampaging. It's true, there was. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Justin, there was. I missed that one. Which, in some cases, these movies were better than The Matrix Reloaded, or at least had better storylines. Oh, it's... When a movie doesn't take itself as seriously, like having a mammoth rampage around, you know, a city, like, that's just a ridiculous concept, and it's probably a ridiculous movie. This movie tries to take itself seriously, but has ridiculous shit in it, and it turns out to just be, like... Horrible. A mess. That it does. Chupacabra Dark Seas, instant classic. Check it out. It sounds pretty good. It's pretty good. It's up there, I'd say, with the right level of cheesiness to the Animal Planet series, The Lost Tapes. That is like the, the aggro crag peak of stupid shit. Oh, see, when you say Kaluthu, I was thinking Day of the Tentacle for some reason. Good game. I never played it. Should I go back? Because they had it like re-released and like you should actually play run it. on modern computers. Okay. Yeah, go back and play it. It's a good game. Good story. All right. There's another one, too, uh, they made around Day of the Tentacle. And it was the Monkey same Island? kind of gameplay. No, not Monkey Island. It was, uh, But that is awesome as well. Um, I can't remember the name. I know it's on good old games, but okay. it's another like point-and-click adventure one. It's good. Those are pretty good. Yeah, they don't make enough of them anymore. They could make one for The Matrix Reloaded. Yeah. They had that Enter the Matrix game. They did. I remember being vaguely good. Was that the MMO? No. Wait. There was an MMO. That's Yeah, I was thinking but about th that. But I don't think this was the MMO. <laughs> I think this was like you played as Niobe and you ran it around doing some stuff. The Xbox game? I, I had it on PS2 or GameCube. Okay. But yeah, it was like that generation. Did you play it? No, I'm oh. one of the first 360 games. I remember it was kind of like in that vague crossover period. Uh, it doesn't say it was on here. Yeah, well, eh, pretty good. It was. I remember it being good, but I feel like it's one of those games that like I have like rose tinted glasses on or something. <clears throat> it's no Master of Orion. No, no, it's no Master of Orion. Is that game out yet? Master of Orion? No, yeah, the, the actual good game that they were making, not the sequel that they're trying to like. Oh, more? More. Yeah. 
I don't as think... far as I know, they're still finishing up with their reach goals. Neat. I, I, I didn't back the project, so I don't really hear about it. It'll be around. Okay. Good things will come. You'll be sure to tell me. Yeah, I'll let you know, of course. Okay. I mean, it'd be big news if it were the successor to Master... It'd be like if they made a good Matrix sequel. It would be that level of difficulty. They're, they don't have any plans for the Matrix, do they? Past, like, what they have now? Well, they have, uh, let's see, Matrix Genesis coming out. Word. Yeah. The people, Matrix is an app? The people in Zion find a time machine in the rock cavern, and they send Neo back to before he gets freed in the first movie. Come with me if you want to live. To create a, like a time loop paradox that Neo actually frees himself, yo, because he's Jesus. By the way, Warner Brothers, just take this idea. I would love to make <laughs> Justin suffer. Go ahead and take it. Neo, it is time. I, I just don't see them ever like going back and doing anything with this movie. Hasn't been long enough, though. I think they just... The third one just tanked the franchise so so hard that it may be irrecoverable they're gonna wait for it to cool down unless they're like doing something in like other media like books or comic books i don't know probably not i just feel like it's been long enough you never hear about it anymore that with that like failed mmo and like the last movie it sort of with that it just sort of died there and but i think I that's it's kind of like those the star wars movies though I mean, I guess we can talk about it next week, but I feel like there's not really a lot to go on unless you like. But seriously, for an uh, MMO, wouldn't that be the perfect idea? It's just they executed it so badly. Like, yeah. that's a game that's, or a franchise that's just so well suited to an MMO. Just like when they were trying to make the Stargate MMO. Like, Stargate's a perfect franchise for an MMO. It's just they didn't execute. For, well, they didn't even come out with a game at Stargate no. Worlds that died in uh, beta or something, right? Yep. But the MMO for the Matrix, if they had just done that better, I feel like it could have done pretty well. Was that the MMO like around fighting or something? It, it had like the Matrix fighting style, but it was just like kind of awkward and bad. That's all I remember. I, I all I remember is that it was like basically, you know, you could you're playing as like a human pirating your way into the matrix or whatever and then you play in the matrix and there's objectives i'm sure that the the starting quest is to get, seven wolves just to get freed oh well yeah probably i'm sure like the tutorial collect five quest. agent scalps no turn to like, morpheus <laughs> get out of the cubicles or something or collect five phone batteries to finish your call with morpheus yeah that's right just all the the farming yeah. It's shit from WoW. And then you finish the tutorial when you wake up in the real world, and that's like how they explain your character creation or whatever. Like, what do you look like? <laughs> I don't know. It's like whenever I see those videos of like MMO servers like shutting down for the last time, it brings a little tear to my eye. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the World of Warcraft uh, Funeral by the Lake raid, which brings a smile to your face. <laughs> The scat man? Every time. Uh, oh, what? That was the music they were setting that to, the, the, scat, oh. the scat man music. Hey, I like scat man, John. Yeah. That one song that was, he has? No, Love that was more. really, really funny that they put it to that. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. It yeah. works perfectly for the video. Never played WoW, but that was really hilarious. Great video, though. Okay. Played 100% WoW, support them. 
can say that it's the toxins have fully left my system. It takes like a few years and then it's like you never want to play it again. And just from everything I've read and seen, it's not worth playing anymore. They're losing subscribers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I read something today like they have like five and a half million. It's the lowest since 2005 or something. Yeah. yeah. No. Whatever. I mean, their games have peaks and valleys. Time to release StarCraft Ghost, you fucks. They... StarCraft Ghost was just, uh, like, early development for StarCraft II, wasn't it? What? Well, can't believe that story. <laughs> Do you know Activision just bought the makers of Candy Crush today? Yeah. yeah. Six billion? That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's an indication about where the company is going. Not, not yeah. Blizzard specifically, but the, the whole company. No, the whole company's on a ship to the easy money, which is Candy Crush type shit. I guess. Yeah. Not Blizzard, hopefully. Although they announced that they're not making... Um, uh, what is that? Overwatch is not going to be on the Mac. It's a Windows only. It's like wow. the first game they've done in 23 years where they're not having a simultaneous Windows Mac development. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know much about that game. I just feel like it's the type of game that could lend itself to like the whole activism, you know bullshit where like they charge you for things like oh hey unlock this you know hat or something for you know a dollar so it'll be like buying card packs and uh god what is that hearthstone, hearthstone. oh yeah hearthstone hearthstone's pretty fun though actually I, I i'm just not gonna ever spend money on it <laughs> no i mean i am trash at hearthstone but like if i i can play it like on easy mode I don't know. I, I've never been good at card games like that for some reason. Well, I mean, no. I mean, I'm not saying I'm good. I suck. But no, it's fun to play yeah, that it's game. Just but fun. I've never played... Yeah. I never would pay, you know... No, never, never. But I don't think that they're the ones that... We're not the audience they're going for. They're going for the people who are, like, those card game nuts. And, like, they'll go and spend, you know, you know $100 a month on something like that because they would well, have spent then... it on Yu-Gi-Oh cards anyway. Well... <laughs> Yeah, and I think you know they have like pretty lucrative tournaments for this thing now too. That oh yeah, it's no yeah. Hearthstone's becoming a serious game, but I mean the majority of people aren't in those tournaments making money. Yeah. They're just spending money to get that shiny. I you're gonna have to help me with Warcraft shit because I am. Uh, they're shiny. What are those frog things? Um, oh God, I can't remember their Murlocs. Yeah, Murlocs. a shiny Murloc. Oh, they make the noise. That's all I remember. Yeah, that's what I remember <laughs> from playing Hearthstone and playing one of those characters. Chivos. Yeah. Achievements. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you gonna kick somebody's head off now? Yeah. Whoa, you can do that? Mm-hmm. You gonna smash them? As a uh, good friend of ours once said, it feels like the power coursing through my body. I don't know how I can control it. (laughs) What? Yeah, it's a tough one. (laughs) Who said this? Somebody else. Somebody. Um, Tough question for me, though. I guess segueing into next week is, how does this movie end? Because I really... Um, Cliffhanger. Yeah, Neo is, like, passed out because he was, like... He revived Trinity and did something else to exert himself to the point yeah. of 
Oh, he um stopped the machines outside of the Nebuchadnezzar, outside yes. the Matrix, and then he passed out. Yes, that I was trying to think. And then, like, you see, and it, like, pans over to, like, some other guy that's passed out. Bane. Bane is, like, the one survivor from the other ship that got blown up by a bomb. Agent Smith downloaded himself. Uh, come to return Zion to the people. Yeah. No, exactly. not that Bane. <laughs> <laughs> I had this movie would be, like, infinitely better if, like, it turned out Neo was, like, Batman outside the Matrix. Neo will and that really initiated. <laughs> and, like, that was actually, like, Bane from, you know, DC Universe. Yeah, <laughs> it would be, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, so since when does Neo, like, crush machines' brains in the real world? What is that about? I guess it's that he's become so entwined with the Matrix that the link extends beyond, like, plugging yourself in and broadcasting the signal now because he's that much a part of it. Isn't that, like, the thing they're trying to get at this movie that really... He's not just a human. He's like part of the Matrix's source code that it's missing. Well, he's like, or his soul or body, whatever it is, is a like self-learning program to figure out more about people or something, right? So like, yeah, the Matrix can basically like you know use him to figure out what do they not like about. Or no, it was to give them hope or something? It was to perfect it so that... Or was it to, like, learn more about... glitches. Yeah. Like, they're... I guess they're trying to reabsorb him every time in the hopes of preventing another one of him because he's, like, the glitch that always comes up. Well, they, he's a glitch that keeps coming up, and I think yeah. what Colonel Sanders implies is that if Neo absorbed himself, he'd, like, be a, an update for their virus scanner. Right. But that it's implied that they're, this has happened before, so, that, you know, a new... Neo, we are on Norton 6.2. You have to help us. You need real help if you're running Norton. But... <laughs> I know. I love that uh, John McAfee guy. He seems like a <laughs> fucking like nuts cokehead running around the world, like getting into like random trouble with governments, wanting to like cut his head off with a rusty knife. And he murdered somebody in the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> allegedly. It just is like fucking hilarious. Like every seven months, he just like comes in the news. It's like fuck. I think the Bolivian government's trying to hunt me down right now, or something. <laughs> like, Crazy shit happens when you have hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, seriously, people that, come after you. That dude is just fucking nuts on like well, another level. I don't know about Norton guy. He sounds more like a. Well, uh, I think the Matrix would run better if they were running McAfee. No, no, no. Not McAfee when he actually did, like, development. McAfee when he's a cokehead. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think the Matrix would than... not be better off than with him as a cokehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need Kaspersky or something, right? <laughs> Maybe they'll find Neo next time before he comes up. Although, I will give them credit in this movie for doing that <clears throat> cliffhanger ending. Because when in recent memory have you seen a movie with a cliffhanger ending like that? Terminator Genesis. No, that wasn't a cliffhanger. Fuck that movie. That had a nice bow wrapped on it in the end, which made no sense. But this, I have never, I had never seen a movie before that had that big of a cliffhanger since. Uh, I want to say Empire Strikes Back because you really don't know what's happening at the end of that movie Whoa. and like Han Solo is like what the hell is going to happen with him and all that and so that's all up in the air and that's the only kind of cliffhanger I'd seen in a movie before like, what about the end of Wrath of Khan oh that Spock is going to come back to life 
Yeah. That really didn't seem like a cliffhanger to me because at the time, it, it wasn't a sure thing that he was going to come back to life. Right. What about the so end you don't know of that one Godzilla movie in like two thousand and two? Oh, like the one with Matthew is, Broderick. They like or no Rain of Fire. Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. It was a oh. Godzilla movie, but no Rain of Fire was just as bad. Um, <laughs> the Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. It may have been. I don't know the actor's name, but like they went like Godzilla went to New York or Chicago or yep. something. That's, yeah, that's the one. And lays an egg or something. Yeah, and then like it hatches egg. Ooh. Oh, there's a cliffhanger <laughs> for you. The end of Cloverfield. No, yeah. not even, that's not even being entered into the. The canon here. Great movie. I never saw that movie, thankfully. You have to watch it at least once. It's amazing. But I'm not talking about cliffhangers like that where the story is over and it's like a shock thing at the end where, like, you know, and Carrie, like, her hand comes up out of the grave at the end. No, I mean, I was fucking with you. Right, right. Yeah, I know you're fucking with me. But, (laughs) you know, just like this where the story is incomplete and they're just cutting it off right there like, oh, shit, what's going to happen now that Smith is in the real world? I can't remember a movie I've ever seen besides this one that did something like that, took that kind of risk. So I give them credit for that. It's just the whole rest of the movie, no. Yeah. It's kind of a ballsy thing to do, even if you know your sequel is coming out in six or seven months anyway. That's still a long time to make people wait, even in 2003. It's a fair point, but I think since they filmed the sequel... You know, concurrently made it a little easier. Well, I think they just had like a single script probably, and then they. Right. That was like the best place to, you know, (laughs) cut it down the middle. Like, okay, we know the movie's going to come out, and we won't have to leave people hanging for, you know, a year or two. Yeah, absolutely. I still, you know, you got to give them credit for that versus making it a Godfather length movie. Yeah. Which. I probably would have not sat there and watched it if it had been four hours. Cause it no, wasn't I don't think a lot of people... Like, yeah. You can't release a four-hour movie anymore. Tell it to I mean, Michael Lord Bay. of the Rings... Uh... Okay, that's the extended edition. Like, it's, I mean, general release, like actually theater No, wait, wait, wait. The theater release was almost four hours of all three Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Of all four, but they didn't show them all. No, 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 no. Like, each one was like three and a half hours. What? Yeah. They were three and a half hours? Like uh, they didn't seem three and a half hours because it was so good. You just yeah. didn't know how time they was passing so quickly. <laughs> Is Lord of the Rings sci-fi? Because I kind of want to watch that again. No, it's not. God damn it! But what about the wizards and like with like sci-fi? Yeah, isn't staffs? Gandalf technically an alien? No, Gandalf is a is an angel. Oh okay, all right. We can't talk about it then. Sorry. He's like a lower class angel or something, I think. I don't know. It's been a while since I've like went crazy into lower than You'll have to listen to the companion podcast, Super High Fantasy Fi. Coming soon. To your ears. Nah. I don't think that's a good spinoff. No, I mean just in general, I don't think that's a good spinoff. Fantasy's too narrow. It wouldn't lead itself to like weekly podcast unless we're reading like a fantasy book because like or you could expand the definition of the podcast and incorporate fantasy into it as well no. so we could talk about lord of the rings there's plenty of bad sci-fi out there that still needs <laughs> to be talked about we don't need to add fantasy into it well i mean we are watching uh, jingle all the way is that <laughs> but that's that sci-fi. Was justin's christmas request he has a fucking jetpack that makes it sci-fi <laughs> yeah it was justin's christmas request i have the audio he asked for it
I don't recall. I think it was on the six day podcast that yeah. we talked about that. I think you were really pumped about seeing it. You can't I, wait I really to see the combination I... of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jake Lloyd coming together as like the tag team of destruction for the movie. So am I gonna be raped by the Star Wars Christmas special before that or after? You know, I think we ought to watch the holiday special. Can we not watch that, please? Because oh, I have seen it, and like I don't. That's like stuff you use to get information from people at Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bad. I think we have to watch it. Like seriously, if they had just put that on a loop in Guantanamo, it's like they wouldn't have had people staying there for thirteen years because they would have just told them everything, everything. They're like, please turn off. So bad. So bad. <laughs> it is pretty bad. So bad. It's actually really horrible. Did you watch it all? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to watch it again because you're going to watch it. I mean, I've seen like bits and pieces of it. I've seen like you, other people's reviews of it type thing. It's but one of those things you have to watch it all the way through. It is fucking amazing. It's the first, the first real uh sign that things don't go very well when George Lucas can license stuff. <laughs> I think this is the first sign that he, he associated with licensing Star Wars property with money. Yeah. And he was just like, aha, the magic formula. <laughs> right. I mean, he started that, that money from the action figures starts right. rolling and he's like, hmm, maybe I should license everything. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. Money. It's, it's just the thing, though. He said he would, if he had time and a hammer, he'd smash every copy impossible now and he has the only set of the originals apparently or i guess disney might now so like the the one that we're watching is a a quality copy obtained at a, a uh like vhs recording it was a i think it was a beta recording off of some station in chicago with the commercials from baltimore for the maximum quality consistent throughout but that's like even if he had a hammer and all the time in the world to do that it's it's he could never once it's out of the bottle like there's probably a whole stockpile of copies somewhere in nigeria right now just waiting to be discovered and distributed just like they found the old doctor who cereals they thought were lost there's probably like a million bootleg copies already in you know china oh yeah and it's on the internet yeah so so you can never get rid of it it's really no stopping it but i think he said that before the internet like he was just saying his level of regret over that coming out was such he that he regret would... It. It's, it's so reprehensible. Well, we'll bad. talk about this when we get to it, but I think it's a good example of somebody saying, okay, attach my name to this project, but then like keep, keeping no oversight at all. And just like, is it okay if the Wookiees just growl at each other for 20 minutes with no subtitles? Yeah, okay, sure. Great. <laughs> no problem. You're going to enjoy it. All right. You're going to fucking love it. Sure. Just like you're going to love Jingle All the Way. Jake Lloyd, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad. Sinbad. Old guy who's the, like the bomb squad guy. Oh, yeah. And um, Phil Hartman. Yes. And, um, Does Sinbad do anything anymore? Is he just like... I don't know what the fuck. He's, he's just rich. Though. He just counts his money. Yeah. Okay. He drives he, roller coasters all day. He didn't, like, do anything like, you know, <laughs> attack his wife with a golf club or, like, do coke off a hooker's ass or something nah. like that and lose it all like a lot of people in the 90s? Uh, mm. No, I don't think so. Oh, so, good for him. Sounds like he didn't go the pro athlete route. Good for him. 
Yeah, he's still alive. Neat. I know. <laughs> I just remember there was like a DreamWorks or Disney movie that was called like Sinbad, Sinbad the Pirate. Oh yeah, I remember that one, uh, Sinbad the Sailor. From, yeah, uh, they had it was a God. Wasn't that the one of the last traditionally animated movies they made? That's who made Disney. Like they don't even do traditional animation no. anymore. There was like an Atlantis movie too around that time, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I didn't see either of them. I just know they exist. Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like he's still working. Neat. Yeah. Voice acting. Uh, films and other projects. He's getting up to it. I mean, he's he's at uh, doing USO, I guess, and he's doing voice acting for cartoons, children's cartoons. That would be kind of a letdown of a USO, you know, <laughs> guy. It just personally. I mean, it's not like a Bill Murray or something showing up. I think military guys, when they go see uh, entertainment put on, they just basically want to see hot women. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the... <laughs> or wrestling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> WWE always does a good job. Yeah. Oh, do they? Oh, okay. yeah. It's always a huge hit. Okay. I mean, it's much more exciting than having, you know, the Wachowskis come talk to you about film writing. Yeah. You want to see your CEO get Batista not. bombed. <laughs> <laughs> and we can talk about that because Dave Batista is a sci-fi legend now because he is Drax the Destroyer. Yeah, and Guardians of the Galaxy right. Volume 2 is coming out soon. That's right. Be great. Yeah. And I'm all caught up on S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, wow. you're all caught up on S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Yeah. That's great. Um, so are you watching the new ones? Um, I mean, I'll probably watch this on, like, Thursday or Friday. But it's been really good. I highly um, recommend it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I so, probably watched it all in, like, a month, but that's so, not very bingy for me. So now you, the end, you've, so you've seen the very last episode of the season where uh, Simmons gets sucked up into the, the rock? Yeah. Yeah, so you find out what happens to her. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. It's been pretty good. Sehr good. Sehr good. Very sehr good. <laughs> very sehr good. <laughs> very, very good, yeah. Okay, I'm satisfied. Also, for those of you who don't know, it's uh, very close to being the 70th anniversary of the Nuremberg Trials, so if you're interested, it'd probably be lots of stuff on the History Channel. The Hitler Channel? Whoa, wait, does the History Channel actually do anything like that anymore? Or will it have to be the military channel? No, there's probably? there's this... There's a spin-off channel now called the American Heroes Channel, and they basically have taken up the mantle of Hitler. They show like all World War II stuff like all day long, pretty much. Oh, really? It's yeah. not just like military where it's like half the uh, shows are like about just like, oh, there's a new gun crazy, and then... No, it's like specifically okay. geared towards mainly World War One and Two stuff. It's That's, the Hitler Channel. Yeah. Awesome. I wasn't aware that existed. I mean, the classic Hitler Channel programming can never be topped. But speaking of Nazis and advanced technology, because we all know Nazis like advanced technology. Wolfenstein. Exactly. (laughs) Um, The EM drive. Remember the EM drive? Yes. The thing that propels you through space without having to draw a lot of energy. Yes. What is that from? It's a, I think it's EM, the electromagnetic drive. Oh. It's something that uh, a scientist has invented and claims that it produces thrust, like 
Oh, is that the thing that produces like really slow but constant thrust? So it'll eventually like get somebody up to like near light speed. With, right, like, it was capable of moving people to, you know, different locations, faraway locations in a reasonable amount of time, like in, in a human lifetime, in a, a oh, convenient manner. Maybe that's, uh, I don't really, I probably read about that, but I forgot about it. So enlighten me. What's up? So apparently this is like the first big step in the grand scheme of things to warp drive. And everybody was sure the physics just wouldn't check out on this. And this guy, the scientist who had championed it, had been saying for years, like, oh, it works, it works, it works. So finally he got a version that had enough proof to attract people's interests. And NASA has been experimenting with it. And they just corrected, like, an error. They had they had a bunch of errors in their previous experiments they had counted for. So they went and corrected those in their design. And they're still getting thrust readings out of it. So it seems that it's more confirmed than not that the EM drive thing works. Cool. Yeah. Too late to explore the world, man. Just in time Too to explore early. the galaxy. To explore the galaxy. Yeah, but we're not going to the ocean floor, one. <laughs> and two, we're just in time to explore the galaxy. Get this EM drive going. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's see what's going on out there. I mean, it'll probably be, you know... Justin, there's oil on another planet we could get. I mean, We're there. Europa probably has oil. <laughs> huh? Europa probably has a lot of oil. Yeah, and we could get it from another star system, too. That just seems, like, really cost-inefficient. Like, there's so much oil. There's, like, an entire planet made of oil, and the, the, the oil cloud is sentient, and you just will just destroy it. We'll kill them all. Be fun to colonize another planet. <clears throat> which looking like it's going to be the moon and then Mars. Pandora. No. Yeah. I mean, so. in our solar system. Mark Watney colonized Mars, Mac. technically. Mac. Mac. Yeah. He did. <laughs> that's right. Grew potatoes. That's colonizing. Yeah, because he shit on Mars and grew potatoes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, okay. So, after Mark Watney, we can colonize Mars and the moon and uh, one of some of the moons of Jupiter. Right. That's the cool thing about the EM drive is that it makes the trip to Mars, you know, much more Doom 3 than... So now. how long would a trip in the EM drive theoretically take from here to Mars? I have no idea. Just a lot shorter than we're thinking at this point with yeah. our conventional means? A lot shorter. And it'd be cool, too. You know, we can go and... Uh, man, you could have, like, a base on the the Terminator line on Mercury, right? So you're between the hot and the cold since the orbit on that is pretty slow well i think you need to be on the cold side yeah you but you don't want to be frozen and then we can harvest all the gases from the liquid gases from venus yeah and some saying this is pretty cool yeah so it works potentially or, or we can mine the asteroids all those asteroids that keep flying by and almost hitting us right and we can take copies of jingle all the way and the star wars holiday special to aliens <laughs> and then they would destroy our civilization no, no, no. This would be like a, uh, a virus offering. for them. But if they oh. see it, they're going to interpret it as a non-peace offering. They're going to be like, this is an insult. We must... No, no. It's, it's, it's a clever way to kill them. That it will destroy their brains. Yeah, and they will, their psyches will shatter watching the two back-to-back. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> They'll turn into jello. It'll be like the Dolce Wars the all over to, again. Uh, the agents. Yeah. <laughs> Agent Smith's face. <laughs> explode. Yeah. And just bounce. I know on the nobody can cars. see my face when I do the sound effects. But 
I'll have to set up a camera next time. <laughs> a video podcast. Maybe we can include a picture of Justin watching the holiday special. Blood streaming out of your nose, mouth, eyes, ears. Yeah. With some sort of... Also, we like, should... Are you oh, alcohol in yeah. my hand? A movie we should review, Event Horizon. Okay. Hilarious movie. I like that movie. We'll need something after next week. Who knows? With, yeah. So next week is the Matrix um, Revolutions, Revelations. Revolutions. Revolutions. And the Animatrix. Cool. Yeah. Never we seen the Animatrix, actually. Get some anime in here. I have. Some of it really sucks. Oh, really? Some of it's pretty cool. Better or worse than these two movies we have to watch? The high points are definitely way, way higher. Are the low points way worse? They're on par. Are they as bad as the dance scene in the cave? No. Okay. There's no orgies in that. Not that I can recall. Okay. It's kind of PG-13 or PG. No, no, no. More horror. Oh. Yeah. I've never seen the Animatrix. There are a couple of the segments that are like covering the humans' war with machines and people are having their arms ripped off by robots. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's fine. You'll like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll look forward to that. And then uh, maybe we'll watch Jingle All the Way like for Thanksgiving to kind of get ourselves ready for the Star Wars Holiday Special. I can't think of a good Thanksgiving sci-fi movie. There's no Thanksgiving-themed sci-fi. Um... I feel like there are some horror movies out there where, like, a turkey is, like, reanimated by something and it has a shotgun and tries to kill people. Or maybe I'm thinking about something else. But I'm pretty sure there are, like, horror movies based around a turkey. There's horror movies based around pumpkins, so... That makes a bit more sense. It's plausible. I mean, I'm open to whatever, but I just... Um, yeah, Thanks Killing. That's what it was called. <laughs> what is it, a sci-fi movie? <laughs> <laughs> is it a sci-fi movie, though, or is it just horror? A homicidal turkey axes off college kids during Thanksgiving break. Um, <laughs> IMDb says it's a comedy, horror, and thriller. But yeah. I just A super, like, intelligent turkey, like, coming back to life. Oh, that sounds funny. I might watch that. <laughs> sounds like Cabin in the Woods, kind of. <laughs> watch that. We'll see, but definitely next week is the end of The Matrix. 